What You Need to Know is brought to you by our friends at Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. What's up? What do you got, Greg? All right, so the American Century Championship is a celebrity golf tournament that's in Nevada that was held over this last over the weekend. And what happened, Patrick Mahomes played in that tournament, and one of the patrons yelled at him, watch out for Justin Herbert this year, and Mahomes responded with, I'll see it when I believe it. So the question here is, do you believe that Justin Herbert is just a one-hit wonder, or are you with Patrick Mahomes and you really need to see it again? Well, I I will say this. Um, I think that the sophomore jinx is a real thing. Um, I do think that most – look, quarterbacks – now are better prepared than they've ever been, I think, for the game because of specialization and things of that nature. But the league does figure you out a little bit, and even great quarterbacks have had a little bit of a drawback in year two. So I think that you know I, I would be someone that would have to see it first uh, just based on historical references uh, of the sophomore slump. I think it's a real thing. Look, the kid had a great year. There's no denying it. Even from someone like myself who walks around with a card in his wallet as the president of the Charger Hater Club. I mean, I can at least acknowledge the fact that Herbert had a great year. But if you know the history of the Chargers, then you know that they've never really been great. And that is through Dan Fouts, through Drew Brees, through uh, Philip Rivers. And these quarterbacks have put up Hall of Fame statistics, but the team has never won anything. Patrick Mahomes already has a Super Bowl. So I'm with Patrick Mahomes. I will believe that this kid, Justin Herbert, will become a great quarterback. He had a great, a great rookie year. And, and I'll believe it that the Chargers will win when I see it. Just the same way Laker fans feel about the Clippers and there's no belief in that franchise, that is precisely the exact same way I feel about the Charger franchise. I'm still stuck on him messing up the quote. Yeah, right. That was my next question. Right. Yeah, that, that I can't get into the football discussion because I'm like going, what? I'll, I'll see it when see I believe it, it. When I believe it, yeah. That's, yeah I can't. Listen, once backwards. upon a time, Patrick Mahomes was a first-year starter who had a spectacular rookie year, or not a rookie year, second year, and people said, the league will figure you out. And we'll, you know, when I see it, that's when I believe it. And blah, 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 blah. And he backed it up. So I'm just simply thinking that it is a call to action that he's being a leader saying basically, show me something, young man. Anyone can come out and have a great year, Vince Young. Show me something once they figure you out. I like it. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by our friends at Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. By the way, I thought what you were going to say, Greg, was that Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw this at the American Century Classic, he out-shotgunned a beer. Uh, he out-shotgunned Travis Kelsey by a shotgunning a beer in less than two minutes or whatever it was or something like well, that. Well, I hope you shotgun a beer faster than two minutes. Maybe it wasn't two minutes. Nonetheless, he beat Travis Kelsey, which is pretty I, impressive, I feel like, because I, I feel like Travis like the, Kelsey looks more like a beer drinker than than Patrick Mahomes. I just like the fact that, that they came out of this event this past weekend and no one was talking about whatever Aaron Rodgers might have said or not said, because very frankly, that story is getting a little boring yes. already. You know? So why did yeah. you bring it up? Well, because I'm saying I'm happy that it's, it's good that Patrick Mahomes was the one that they're talking about. Everybody's been so consumed with, with Aaron Rodgers this whole yes. time. So I think this yeah. is fresh content. Yeah. By the way, it was two seconds, my bad. He shotgunned a beer in two seconds, an entire That's fast. No, yeah. I'll say, oh, That's impressive. Two minutes. That's yeah. not impressive. Sorry. That's like I don't sipping. shotgun beers. So. Well, it's yeah. probably when you, like, you take the key and you, and you cut it in the middle and then just. Right. The, That's what he did. Tab. Yeah. I'm just too old for that. It's like a yeah. two second thing. But that yeah, guy, also, that fighter this weekend, the guy who was doing the beers out of the shoes, he was doing them in two seconds. Too, oh, but he was also letting the beer Tui, go all over him. Tui Vasa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fun, man. I like By that the way, guy. you know what the best part of him is? Hmm. Tell me. He hides, <laughs> he hides his love handles because he tattooed them. Yes, they, they look like, they actually look like the shorts. They, they look yes. like, because <laughs> yes. when he walked into the ring, I was like, Man, you figure a guy's a big dude, but still he's going to get himself into some kind of tight shape. He's going to be you know, with no shirt on in a fight. Yeah. And uh, he wound up beating Greg Hardy up bad. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think anyone was super sad about that, other than maybe the Hardy family, to be honest with you. But nonetheless. Not even all of them. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he does tattoo his love handles, which is fantastic. Michael Leaves and I were standing there watching Michael Leaves from Sports Center. <laughs> he said that. And I'm like, damn, man, that's the move right there. You know what I mean? Just tattoo them love handles and make it look like part of the attire. Like, that's yeah. smart. Good Lord. Um, how much would I have to pay you to drink? out of uh a, you know a shotgun a beer or alcohol or whatever out of a shoe like what's the monetary value on that i feel like kaplan's you're way low i feel like i feel like if it depends on one thing because when i watched that guy leave the ring and go back to the dressing room he was stopping by and talking to fans like one guy had on a nice looking boot you know which by the way um as disgusting as you might think it is to drink the beer out of the shoe think about the guy who's going to put that shoe back on after the beer was just in it right. but um but if you're wearing socks it doesn't seem so bad to me. If you're barefooted in those shoes, then it becomes problematic for me. What's the price, man? I mean, I'd shotgun a beer out of somebody's shoe for like twenty grand. Twenty grand? How much? Would you, you are do it cheap. For? How much would you do it for? Not twenty grand. Why? That's not enough money for you for no. one beer out of somebody's shoe. Come on. No. No. How bro. much? Fifty grand? Hundred grand? Maybe a hundred. A hundred grand. Listen, you give me your shoe right now and 20 grand, I'll drink it no problem. I could care less. I believe that. I'm I mean, come on. 20 grand's a lot of money for one beer and a shoe. Yeah. Greg? I mean, I would probably do it for a pretty small amount. Greg's like, <laughs> I'll do it for like 200 bucks. <laughs> Bro, like I mean, bucks. if you just pay my rent for the week, for the month, I think I'll probably be good. <laughs> rent for the week. You going to talk to me about something, man? <laughs> yeah, where are you living, month, man? For the you month. I, I apologize <laughs> <laughs> for the month. Yeah, you give me rent for the month, I'm good. Okay. I'm not doing it. You not for know. any amount of money? You guys know I'm not doing that. Come on. No. You guys know I'm not doing that. What if we gave you a protein bar afterwards? Oh, dude, yeah. Dude, you know I'm not doing that. <laughs> How about a what if it was a protein? Hold on. What if it was a protein shake in I'm, the shoe? Yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you guys are. I don't know, man. Every now and then I go, oh. Is this what straight guys do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ireland will do anything for a hundred bucks. So if you give Ireland a hundred bucks, he will shotgun him a beer out of out of a shoe, out of your shoe, one hundred dollars. No, I don't even want. I don't even want that. He can have the shoe. <laughs> that whole concept to me is just like, what? No, I'm not doing that. No, what's wrong I never, with you? I never really got the backstory of why the guy drinks the beer out of the shoe in the first place. Does anybody know it? Because I it's don't. It's just it's just a celebration. Um, you know, like he, you know, he's from I, I believe it's Australia. Um, and yeah, he just it's like a thing. You know what I mean? Like he just that's what they it be. It's like a popular thing in Australia. Like it's oh, not it like a thing to him. You know what I mean? Like it's oh. just native to Australia, and they call it a shoey. I did not know that. And he's actually not the first guy to do that. There was an auto racing guy, a uh, Formula One guy, I, I know for sure that did it. At the, I saw him do it at a podium once. Um, I want to say it was like five, six years ago. So, But he absolutely um, didn't invent it. No, it's just a thing they do in Australia. You know, Australia, I love them. I, you know, they're, they're, they're wild fun. people. Yeah. They're fun. They love I mean, to have fun. There's no question. There's, there's definitely some fun down there. Yeah. By the way, Pete Alonso from the Mets just hit 34 home runs in this home run derby. 34 in the round. So Otani is warming up down below. Yeah, but Otani doesn't have to beat 34. He just has to beat the guy he's competing against. Right. But isn't it? But amazing that like you're looking at this and you're going, man, 34 home runs. That is incredible. Yeah, uh, Greg just, picked Pete Alonzo, by the way. Oh, he did. Yes, sir. Oh, nice. Look at you. Well, he's going to burn out after that 34 round. He won last year. I'm not worried. He knows how to play this game. He does know how to play the game. I don't think there's any doubt. Bombs. Um, all right, so you asked. You were asking LZ a question. We were talking about Damian Lillard, the story in The Athletic, Anthony Slater, saying that the uh, Warriors are kicking the tires on a Damian Lillard trade. It would include Wiseman, the two lottery picks this year, and some future picks, which they have a lot of them. Um, you, you were asking LZ a question. I'm my sorry. My question I don't would be this. Here's my question. Okay, yeah. if I told you – that Damian Lillard joined forces with Steph Curry and the current roster of the, uh, of the Golden State Warriors minus Wiseman, and obviously they, we don't know who these lottery picks will eventually turn into. Or you take the Lakers as they are right now, give me a fully healthy LeBron, fully healthy AD. So again, Steph Dame versus LeBron AD, who would you put your money on? Well, AD and LeBron are better than Steph and 
Dame. But the question is about what are they surrounded with? So I can't really answer that question without answering that question first. Go with both current rosters just for the sake of this exercise. What I'm asking really ultimately is this. Would you rather have two guys who are all-time great long-range shooters in today's game, or would you rather go with 36 pushing 37-year-old LeBron and Why are you perhaps mention the other guy's age? Man, what kind of question is this? Well, it's the kind you, of you're question gonna, you're going to answer. You're going to start off with LeBron's age, but you're just going to describe Dame and Stuff as the greatest shooters of all time. Come well, on, right. Man. I'm leading. I'm leading the witness here, LZ. I'm you are. The you are leading them into the direction. I am 100 leading the witness. Yeah. Uh, objection, yeah. Your Honor. Leading. Yes. Yes. yes I am you leading would, the witness. Yes. Sustained. Yes. So, so my question would be: Okay, I'll start it all over again. Real simple. You got the current Laker roster. How is your roster? question going to be different than what I just said? Well, because I'm going to tell you, current Laker roster. No, current, just take the current rosters. Yes. Right. Current Laker roster, current Warrior rock, Warriors roster, and all you do is you add Lillard and you take off Wiseman. If you had Lillard and Steph as a twosome. Right. Versus, you're getting Clay back, sort of ish. Yes. Right, right. Versus LeBron and AD, which combination would you rather have? The two great shooters or the, the big man slash sl- the big man slash LeBron? Let's just call it that. All right. So. You're asking me, do I want to have two top five players and their teammates versus one top five player and a top ten player? Correct. I will go with LeBron and AD as long as they're healthy. I I will too as long as they're healthy. But I think what – Scott, correct me if I'm wrong. My guess is you're saying that three is more than two and those two other guys in in this scenario, if the Warriors were to trade for Dame, like this report is saying – that they would be able to push the Lakers to a limit, kind of similar to people the way people thought maybe Brooklyn could do because they have such great shooting um, that, that they could overcome the size disadvantage. I think what I'm saying is, is that in a league that is really now about three-point shooting, you would have two great three-point shooters versus LeBron and AD, which I would consider, a, and I'm going to put this in quotes, a more traditional style of NBA basketball. Well, here. I will tell you that the NBA is not about three-point shooting. The NBA is about the whole court. And as the Phoenix Suns has brilliantly demonstrated, you can get to the finals by being really good at the mid-range jump shot. <laughs> I know that the three-pointers are what you know the analytics community harps on, but as we are witnessing, um, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they're doing most of their work in the mid-range. DeAndre Ayton's doing most of his work in the paint in the mid-range. They ran through the Western Conference mid-ranging teams to death. So that's one. Second, while not as good as the shooters of those two, LeBron and AD obviously can shoot and hit threes. LeBron, in terms of total number anyway, is among the all-time greats. A lot of that has to do with the fact that he's played a lot of years, but he's also gotten significantly better as a shooter as well. And I'm assuming last year for AD was an anomaly based on the fact that he didn't come in healthy. So they also shoot threes. But there's also the other side of the ball. And the ability for LeBron and AD to have a better chance of guarding LeBron, uh, Steph and, and Dame in the perimeter are significantly better than their chances of guarding LeBron and AD in the post. I will buy the defensive argument. But I would say this right now. If you would have posed the question to me, would you rather have Steph and Dame you versus have the LeBron question. and AD? You have the question. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Steph and Dame. I think I'll take my shot with those two guys, especially knowing what I know about LeBron's age, even though I led the witness, and my perception of Steph? AD. Say again, LZ? How old is Steph? I don't 33. Know, 28, 30, is he? Is he 33? No, Steph is 33. Okay, yeah. all right, very good. There you go. But still, I mean, he's... he's no, 30. but Steph, I think, can age pretty gracefully in this sport. Um, well, smaller players tend to, to age quicker than, than the bigger players. Well, again, I'm just thinking out loud here that you're talking about two legendary three-point bombers who can hit from anywhere. No, uh, and, and three dude, is more know, than two. Dude, it, we, it, know, we know who they are, Scott. No, yeah, but LZ, I don't think it's crazy. Like, I, I mean, this no, is the reason not, no, people thought Brooklyn could beat them. No, it's no, it's. I didn't say it was crazy. You asked what I would right. rather have. 
Right, right. I'm not saying that. It's crazy. Not when you need LeBron James, by the way, to hit a three-pointer to get past the play-in game against the Golden State Warriors without neither Clay nor Dame, and basically without Draymond, too, if you want to tell, be real with it. Um, no, I'm not saying that it's crazy. I'm just simply saying, you ask me who would I rather have, I would rather have the players who are bigger and stronger and more complete. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I always go bigger, stronger, if I can, with the with the well-rounded skill set, right? And I think that they, the Lakers would have that in that scenario. So, uh, All right, coming up next, we've got a hell of a movie anniversary. We're going to get to that coming up in just a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. So down LZ Cap with you here at 710 ESPN. So we have an anniversary today. Is this the today, version of Crazy in Love? No, it's not. Not that. We'll get to that anniversary later. Spoiler alert. Well, he put uh, me in the text exchange. I was I changed my clothes and everything. I thought I was going to dance to that song while I was playing. <laughs> coming up soon. Coming up soon. All right, fine. Um, I believe it was going to be the last segment that we were going to do that. But um, we do have John Singleton's Boys in the Hood premiered in, third, uh, in theaters 30 years ago today. July 12th, 1991. And it's crazy because I'm looking at the um, the movie poster here with Ice Cube and Cuba Gooding Jr. and Morris Chestnut. Um, and, yo, it, it's wild. Maybe because, you know, we've become friends with um, with O'Shea Jr. Good we're, God. We're not like, friends. I, That's Mason's friend. Don't, don't, <laughs> we, don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> we could be friends too. Uh, but it's... It's wild how how much from a distance Mason won't allow us to have, we have to be socially <laughs> right. distant. Not on the show with right. LZ. Um, We're on so, social. Um, so like it's crazy when you look at this movie poster. I was like, wow. I know it's his son. Of course, he's gonna look like him. But he's like, holy moly, he looks like him. You know. And I I remember doing that when I watched Straight Outta Compton the movie as well when O'Shea mm-hmm. played his dad. But it was just like. Man, like watching this this picture of this movie poster of Boys in the Hood, two things stuck out. It was that, like, wow, they can be literally be twins, even though they are father son. Um, and yo, that shirt that Cuba Gooding Jr.'s got on with that belt, those Cavaricis, I don't know what he's wearing with that that sh- those belt with the weird buckle. That is the '90s of '90s things I've ever seen in my life, and I love it. Yeah, it's pretty fresh. That was a great movie, man. It was a really great movie. And I, I'll tell you guys, I remember seeing that movie. Um, we went every Friday night before uh, games on Saturday when I was in college. This is going back to the early 90s. We would go as an entire team to a movie theater and see a movie. And, um, and I can remember we had a couple of guys on the team that were from L.A. And, um, and I remember seeing that movie and getting on the bus afterwards. And we had a dude on the team. His name is Alexius Perkins. And, Lex, if you're out there this afternoon tuning in, shout out to you, my man. I haven't seen you in a long time. But I remember saying to him, I'm like, yo, man, for real, like is that really, really what your life was like before we you got here? And he was like, dude, that was a, a really good depiction of what it was like for him. And I always remember how much I loved in that movie Lawrence Fishburne because he played that yeah. like sage wise father figure he was always thinking he he had those two like metal balls that he would uh, circulate in his hand you know and he always had that that thinking man's thing going it was just it was a great movie i mean really i thought a generational movie especially for a guy like myself who didn't grow up in that environment so it was a great learning experience i thought also so as one of my all-time faves yeah i I mean listen uh, furious was the name of the character right lz that he played styles yeah furious styles 
Um, and of course, John Singleton, may he rest in peace. I mean, that was the movie that broke him out, right? So, yeah, I mean, it was, it's disappointing. Um, you know, I remember the look on his face when he didn't win the Oscar. Right. He was nominated for Best Director. He was right? nominated, and the cameras... At 24, you know, by the way. 24 yeah. years old. Would have been the first black person to, to have won a directing Oscar, and yeah. when he didn't win, you know, you could see the disappointment in his face, and it was just like, they don't get it. Right. You know? And it's like, I understand the disappointment, but I hope that he knows that he didn't need no Oscar. You know what I mean? Like you oh, didn't, no. You didn't no. need no Oscar, man. The, like, your work, you know, starting with boys, but certainly going forward with that and the things that you did for the community behind the scenes and helping lift people up in the industry. I hope he knows, you know, they they robbed you from the Oscar of Boys in the Hood, but you got all the accolades from, from your peeps, man, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, he's directing um, accolades, you know, Poetic Justice, Higher Poetic Learning, Justice. um he actually did a Fast and the Furious movie too. I he think did. was it like he did five one. or six in one of those. I don't know which one, but he. De- I remember yeah. he did one of them, um, which was wild. Everybody's got um, bills to pay. Hey man, I ain't mad at you. You know what I'm saying? And then he produced. He produced Hustle and Flow. I remember yep. that. Um, as we all know, it's hard out here being a pimp. Um, it's still hard, as LZ says. Um, Despite the advancements in other. Professions. John Singleton did Too Fast, Too Furious in 2003. Oh, is that what it was? Too fast and too furious? Yeah. Okay. Um, so there you go. But and and I didn't know he was an actor in Beverly Hills Cop Three. I I found that out uh, many moons later. Uh, I don't remember what he played though. I don't but remember Beverly Hills Cop Three at all. I'm trying to remember what the storyline. Oh, was. it was a terrible movie. Beverly Hills. Is that the Cop one where 3. they go to the amusement park? That's Wonderworld or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not good. Yeah. Well, one other thing about uh, Boys in the Hood soundtrack, fire. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Greg asked me if there was a song we could play, and I'm like, probably not one without cursing. Though. Yo yo, mama don't take no mess. Oh yeah, yeah, you I guess. Yo yo, where yeah. you at? Yo yo, where's she at anyway? I don't know where she's at, but it, yeah, I didn't think of that one. But I just there's so many songs in that soundtrack. I just didn't know if any of them were clean. Uh, what we could play on the air, but yeah, what Welcome a crazy Greg crazy. Are there any what? songs that are okay for our audience? Ooh, was that what you did, Greg? No, no, he said, are there any songs that we can play from Boys in the Hood? Uh-oh. There hey. you go. I was looking for that. <laughs> yeah, you may want to cut it down now. Just the chorus, just the chorus. Yeah, yep, yep, just enough. Chorus, that's just enough. Chorus, that's just enough. Yep, You're ready yep, to yep. dump. <laughs> yep, that's enough. Yeah. Um, anyway, real quick, uh, earlier today on Get Up, uh, we haven't talked football in a while. Uh, but they're, you know, everyone's in that preseason mode, right? Because mm-hmm. camps are breaking in a couple of weeks. It's kind of wild to think that it's already upon us here. So they were doing the, you know, the, the top 10 quarterback thing. They were doing their list. And wow. our guy, Dominique Foxworth, was on there. Mm-hmm. And they had a list where I believe, I want to make sure I have this correct. On the list, they had... They had Matt Stafford at seven, I want to say. and Okay, here's the list. They had Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Russell, Allen in the top five. Stafford, six. Dak, seven. Lamar Jackson, eight. Justin Herbert, nine. Kyler Murray, ten. And here is what Foxworth dropped on the show about that list, in particular about Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford. I mean, cousin Dak is better than than Matt Stafford. Like, let's be honest. I think this we're doing a lot of projecting with Matt Stafford, and mm. I understand how talented Matt Stafford is. We all agree. But Dak Prescott has been better. Dak Prescott's worst season QBR is far better than I would say. Uh, we get Himbo to check this out for me, but I think Dak's worst QBR is better than uh, than Matt Stafford's best QBR season. Like Dak Prescott is a baller who, no matter what, is going to get underappreciated. I don't care that he's coming off an injury. Give me Dak Prescott. It's just one step. Just I mean, just one spot on the rankings. Mm-hmm. I think he should be a little bit higher. What do you think, LZ? Do you think that Dak is better than, than Matt Stafford? That's some things, yeah. That's some things he's better. Dak doesn't have the arm talent of Matt Stafford. Right. But obviously, he's the better rusher, you know? <laughs> right, right. You know, so, I mean... 
and that's I no think it's shame. fairly close, though, you know? In terms of rushing? No, I think in terms of overall. And overall, yeah, overall, I think it's pretty close when you yeah. when everything's all said and done. But I can't stress enough the arm talent of Matt Stafford, his ability to throw from different angles and release points on target um, is not something that Dak has shown a propensity to do. I agree. I agree. Now, Cap, you have not been the biggest Matt Stafford guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm but listen, I'm also not the biggest Dak Prescott guy either. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of Dallas Cowboy broadcasts over the years, games that the Cowboys have played in. And I was, I can remember quite vividly when Tony Romo went out and it was kind of the beginning of the Dak Prescott era. And I've been down there a lot and I've done a lot of Cowboys games, but I got to tell you guys, I haven't been there for very many victories. seems like every time I go down to Dallas, they find ways to lose. So I always judge a quarterback on wins and losses, well, not on statistics. You should be Dak Prescott all the way because I don't think anyone's won more than him since he got in the league. I, you yeah. know what, LZ? I'll, I'll gladly look that up. I don't know what his winning percentage is, but um, I'm just telling you with my own eye test that um, Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford, I mean, I, I don't think this is a, an argument where you go, he's out of his mind. How could he say that about Dak Prescott? Because I'm not sold on Matthew Stafford yet because I look at Matthew Stafford the same way I always looked at Phillip Rivers. Hall of Fame statistics, no wins to go with it. And you will come back and say, well, Detroit's a terrible franchise. And the Chargers were a terrible franchise. So maybe these guys are overcoming bad franchises, putting up really good numbers. Dak Prescott, to me, has been good. Um, last season, he was off to a great start before he got hurt, statistically. But again, I, I look for wins more than I just look for individual stats. And neither of these guys have wins to show, or at least... They're not sniffing well, I see championships. this 2018 article here, and is Dak Prescott at this particular point had most had the third most wins since 2016 of all quarterbacks, and that had obviously began when he first got into the league. And that number's only gone up. I think you need to check your numbers because I'm pretty sure Dak might only be trailing Tom Brady, maybe or Patrick Mahomes in terms of wins since he started. He wins a lot. Dallas, you know, doesn't go far. But he wins a lot of games when he plays. Well, I mean, I can tell you a playoff game I was at a couple years ago, so give him credit. They were in the postseason. It was an amazing game. It was the game where Rodgers and the Packers made that furious comeback, and Rodgers makes that throw running to his left along the sideline, and the Packers wind up going on to win. It's an amazing game. So I give the Cowboys credit. I mean, they were in the postseason, but I I would need to really look up, because I don't have them committed to memory, how many many playoff games has Dak played in? How many seasons has he been the starting quarterback where he's led the Cowboys to the postseason? Also, what I would say is this, and and we got a break, so we can talk about this after we play our most popular segment, Big Deal or No Deal at 630. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I would say is this. Go look up um, Dak's record um, when – Ezekiel Elliott has great games. When Ezekiel Elliott has good games, they win. I, 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 I'm still a believer, even though Zeke looked terrible last year, um, I'm still a believer that the, as when they play together, the more important player is still Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do think that that plays a role. In, in, I have never been a Dak fan. Like, I mean, personally, I, I think he's amazing, and he's a great kid and, and all that. And I think he's a good quarterback. But I've never been one of these guys that believes, like, he's this, you know, star quarterback. Like, I, 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 I don't believe that. I need to kind of to use a Patrick Mahomes phrase. I need to see it to believe it, you know. Um, he's won more games than Matt Stafford in his short amount of time, if you compare them, you know, in their short amount of times. Uh, in the league or time in the league, but that's because the Cowboys actually have a have had. I know we joke about them, but they have a much better franchise, even with Jerry's issues. Yeah, um, than course. the Lions. You I know, mean, they've had like so many consecutive thousand yard rushers before even Dak, because they're so good at drafting that offensive Correct. line. The offensive line has been fantastic. Yeah, for sure. All right, here's the deal. We're gonna play Big Deal or No Deal, our most popular segment in a second. Big Deal or No Deal coming up. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Speaking of big deal, it's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. What's right, Greg? All right, so we're going to go with you to start off, Sedano. I was going to do this Otani, but he's still hitting, so I can't do that one yet. So do that one later. I will. I'm just, and he's about to, he's got 19 home runs. He's got 30 seconds. He basically needs to go perfect here. 20 home runs. He needs two to tie. Go ahead. Yeah, he needs 23. All right, so Sedano, Lamar Jackson over the weekend decided to play a little football with some fans. The only problem was it was on an asphalt basketball court. He played defensive back and wide receiver with the fans. Jackson is about to get paid. In the NFL. So is this a big deal or no deal? No deal, man. Like, it's fine. Look, you, we, got, we act like these dudes don't play, you know, <laughs> when they are not in season. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and, and he's doing it with some kids. He's trying to have some fun. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's no deal. I'm going to go no deal also. I mean, you got to understand, guys in all sports do things that you hear about and you go, wow, I'm really surprised that guy would be skiing or snowboarding or water skiing or, I don't know, anything else that we might consider dangerous when you're a high-priced pro athlete. Playing ball on a basketball court and a bunch of guys go, hey, let's turn this into a football game. With a bunch of kids, basically. Yeah, I don't, I don't see yeah. it as a big deal at all. I mean, I know what you're getting at, which is he's risking something. But, he listen, guys get hurt when they're training. It just happens sometimes. So I'm going no deal here. I'll make it a trilogy, no deal. If you're letting your players golf with all that torque to their backs, possibly hurting their wrists, especially if you're a pitcher or a quarterback and you're good with it, then I don't want to hear your mouth about Lamar Jackson. That's <laughs> just, it is what it is. Plus, I can't tell you how many times I played pickup ball with NFL players in the offseason. So right, they 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 the love out. to play basketball. Right, I mean whether it's on an outdoor floor or they're playing on an indoor gym, I mean you get a chance to see when a guy is five foot nine and he's a wide receiver, but he dunks right over your head. You're like, damn, these guys are amazing yeah, that's not athletes. To me. That's not happening to me. Well, it's happened to me. I can tell yeah, you that. Yeah, you got to catch them, man. Catch them. <laughs> Next. All right, Cap. Uh, we talked about Richard Branson having a successful trip up to space and overrated and underrated. But ahead of the flight, Branson took a picture with Elon Musk and posted it to Instagram. Musk was barefoot in the picture and people uploaded the picture to something called WikiFeet. This is a real website where you can rank celebrities' feet. Monk was, Musk has a 2.3 out of 5. Branson has a 3.3 apparently. Is WikiFeet a big deal or no deal? I'm going to go big deal here, um, and I'm going to go big deal because I didn't know about it, number one. And number two, that's uh, an interesting kind of fetishy thing. It is. People's consumption with other people's feet. And you say that Elon Musk has a two-point-something rating of his feet, and, and Branson has a three-point-something rating? Yeah, 2.3, right. 3.3. Yeah, I'd like to see what I could get with my gnarly feet. I mean, they're gross, dude. Oof, probably like a point three. I mean, they're terrible. I mean, my don't right show foot the one so with that bad. with that busted toenail. I know, but it's it's even gotten worse because it's super dry and my heel is cracking. Right, right but I'm, show the yeah. other foot. Just go one foot. Yeah, I mean, if I just show my left foot, I got a chance to be better than Branson. But my right <laughs> foot, I'm going to get destroyed by Elon Musk's gnarly feet. So, yeah, LZ. I remember one time we made Key and I made fun of your feet. I believe on uh, on a picture you took many many years ago in a pool or something. Yes, Key was enjoying. Uh, the fact that my feet were in water, yeah, and then was making fun because he thought they were deformed when it really was yeah. just refraction. But you know, right, right, right. And then he said they were ashy while you were in water. And he said they were ashy correctly. in water with the, yeah. the, you know, yes. the, the key to the Sean. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't know what his feet looked like, but if I had all that money, I, I'd be disappointed if I didn't get at least a four. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I would say it's a um, no deal. No deal because I'm sick of Elon Musk. Um, you know, and if his feet are, are, are worse than his crypto takes, then that's, uh, then that's saying something. So no deal on Elon Musk. You're not getting much love from Elon Musk from me. Hey, Greg, you got a six on yours. Nice job. Yeah, out of five. Even better. Even better. I got yeah. some nasty feet. You don't want that. 
Right. Look at I'm that. When you, when you say it like that. <laughs> like, yeah, you no, know I got like ha- I got like a hammer toe. I got a. There's a whole bunch of things going wrong oh, down there. Okay. Well, you only got ten toes to work with. How much stuff you got going on down there? I mean, I can take a picture and show you. No, if you like. no, no. Because <laughs> I, no. I swear to you, if you send me a picture of your feet, it's going straight to Wiki feet. Yeah. yeah. Don't mess with me, Bergman. Uh, it's only for celebrities. Toes. I will send it there. <laughs> yeah. And the HR, both of them. Yeah, no, nobody needs that. All right, LZ. Loki on Disney Plus a few weeks back made it clear that he had relationships with both women and men. And now Marvel producer Victoria Alonso has promised that there's more to come in the way of LGBTQ plus representation within the MCU. That was a lot of letters. Is this a big deal or no deal? Well, it's a big deal, you know. It's always a big deal when there's representation, but though I will say Marvel has always, long before the movies, have had LGBTQ characters, superheroes, etc. So way back when I was in school, North Star came out, and he was with Alpha Flight, and I'm only talking to Greg right now, and he, you know, part of me was like going, "Yay, he came out." The other part was like going, "But he's Canadian." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, what's next? Well, you got neither of you are going to say what's Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys being uh, homophobic, you don't want to answer the gay question? You, you, I'm you sorry. I'm feats? sorry. I thought I had answered. I don't know. Right, I still was thinking about my gnarly feet. I was picking at my right one as a matter of I was oh, watching Otani. I was watching Otani. I got to be honest. I'm By the way, honest. another part about Otani, he's yeah. handsome as hell. He is a handsome if man. If you can't market that, <laughs> the best player in the sport. And, and he's a stud he's, muffin. And he's yeah. a stud? Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. I don't care what uh, language he spoke. Uh, clearly a big deal. Um, I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, the more representation, the better. Always for me. I will make that three for three. Go for it. Right. On to the next one. Did Otani win? No, he tied again. Oh, he tied, tied again. again. I can't do a question about this home run derby if he doesn't stop tying and Juan looks, Soto. And he's running out of gas, it seems like. This is like the worst thing that could happen. If you're an Angels fan and you didn't want him coming back with his swing all messed up, keep it on tying and having it keep going in this first round. Like the last thing you wanted to see. I love Ken Griffey Jr. being on the headset talking during this. is awesome. I love Ken Griffey Jr. looking like he's my age 50. He is. He looks very much 50. He deserves to look 50, okay? He looks good. Yeah. All right, Sedano. LeBron James appeared on the Smartless podcast like you talked about earlier. Yes, that's the Will Arnett podcast with Jason Bateman. Oh, okay. That's who it's with. Uh, But he also talked about his life growing up versus his kids' lives growing up and said, I hope they have some adversity. Versus his kids is what you Yes, versus his kids. Okay. I hope they have some. You just said versus kids kids growing up. Did I miss the his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh, my bad. Versus his kids' lives growing up and said, I hope they have some adversity. They need some hardships. The best teacher in life is experience. Is this outlook a big deal or no deal? Um, I I think it's a big deal because I think that it's smart and it's accurate. You know what I mean? Like, but I do think that here, okay, we're all parents here, right? So my philosophy on this is, I want my kids to grow up, right, and have things that I didn't have, right? I want my kids to have it easier than I had it, much like, you know, my parents wanted it to me to be easier than their situation, right? It doesn't mean that there shouldn't be some things you need to go through, right, as a human being just to have natural growth. Um, so I, I do think it's a big deal because I think LeBron, for all the stuff he gets, you know, accolades, criticism, et cetera, I will say this. He is as grounded a superstar as I've ever been around when you have a conversation about real-life stuff, okay? Um, And I know people will criticize and nitpick one thing or another that he may have said, but I'm talking about just, like, regular old people stuff, okay? Like, family and things like that. He is very, very grounded. This is not something I've ever confirmed, but I'll give you an example. When he lived in Miami, I, I know someone who was connected to the realtor, that when he was looking for a place and they said, can we find a place like, you know, people thought, oh, he's going to live in Star Island, right? Like where Shaq lived and all these Madonna and all. He didn't want to live there. He I heard secondhand. So I don't know how accurate it is, but it's something like we want to live in a neighborhood where we can get to do neighborhood stuff. Um, and that was cool. I thought, you know what I mean? Like not everybody wants to live like that. So um, I do think it's a big deal. Well, I think um, your kids having to go through hardship 
is um, is the right thing because I know for me, George, your point about making it easier, like my grandfather was an electrician and my father was an electrician and I was the first guy or the first person in my family to go to college. And my grandfather was like, you're going to use your brain, not your hands. And so you want things to be better for your kids as generations go on. But I wonder for LeBron, how will his kids, and I mean, it's not like I know because I'm not close to them at all. In fact, I don't know them at all. But how do you have hardships when your dad is a multi-gazillionaire and he's a monster superstar? And, you know, an announcer says something at a basketball game about Bronny getting a foul and LeBron stops the game and goes over and goes, yo, man, that ain't cool. Don't be doing that to my kid. I'm just wondering, you know, what kind of hardships they may have to deal with. And, um, but I think he's right. I mean, I think he's 100% right. He's 1,000% right. Though I think we are using, or some people, I won't say everyone, I'm certainly not, um, sound like you are, Cap, using one definition of hardship, and that's financial. There are a lot of different kinds of hardships. Financial is one, and it's a significant one. It's on a lot of people's minds, not trying to downplay it at all. I certainly lived through financial hardship. But when I started making bank, I still had hardships. There are other hardships. And there are some hardships that come because you're making bank, like not knowing who to trust. Can you imagine being that kid's age and you go to high school never knowing if they're your friend for you or if they're your friend because your dad's LeBron James? That's a hardship that you have to work through. So I think... The hardship idea is something, yes, everyone's going to go through whether they want to or not. It's just financially saying that's the only hardship I think really limits the experience of life. There's all kinds of troubles. Stand by for one second here, but check me on this. I think Otani just got knocked out. He did. Juan Soto just won in the uh, lightning round or whatever where they get three pitches. Soto hit all three out, and Otani missed all three. So there you go. Yeah, it was three swings. You get three swings, and Soto got all three. Yep. Well done. So there you go. Uh, all right. Excellent. Uh, big deal or no deal each and every day at 630. Uh, we got to wrap out of that. Coming up next, I want to talk about the Dodgers here real quick because the Dodgers – there, I made some observations this weekend against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know you're probably thinking to yourself, what kind of observations could you have made in a series where they won? Well, I got some. And I'm curious to run them by LZ and Cap here in a second. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. There you go, LZ. July 20th, 2003. Crazy in love with Beyonce and Jay-Z reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100. I've already changed my clothes back. Dang it. Man, this this moved the needle. This moved the needles. Yeah. Needles. Yeah. So I, I want to say that uh, have you had a Jay-Z and Beyonce encounter before, Elsie? Because I've had one. Um, I've had separate, but not together. Okay. So I had one together, sort of. Um, I was at um, a place in New York, in Tribeca called Bubby's, the year the Super Bowl was there. It was late at night. I'd gone out to one of those uh, Super Bowl parties on the, you know, pier, whatever the hell. Um, And uh, I was like, oh, we're close by. Let's just go to this place, Bubby's. Um, You know, it's like a southern food place, fried chicken, grits, breakfast, crazy, whatever we want. Right? We had, Mm -hmm. you know, had plenty of drinks that night. So we get there. Place is relatively empty because it's like during the week. Um, So we're sitting there. And all of a sudden, there's this, not a back room per se, but like an area that's open, but it's like a separate area, you know? Um, It looks like maybe there used to be like French doors there or something, but there weren't. It was still, Mm -hmm. it was like an open space, but it used to be doors. But there's a specific table back there. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there, we're eating, we're talking nonsense. And in comes a couple of big dudes. And I was like, man, those dudes are huge. I wonder who they're with, you know? Like, they look like bodyguards. And who comes behind them but Beyonce and Jay-Z. 
and they go to that table I was talking about in the back. And mm-hmm. mind you, there are not a lot of people in this in this thing. So one of my friends tries to like pull up his phone from the table, kind of like on the table though, like resting the bottom of it, see if he can snap a picture. And the security guy comes over and says, "You need to put that away." And he's like, "Okay, I will, sir." It was hilarious, but they were getting down just like us at like two or three in the morning at Bubby's in Tribeca. I remember, Cap. Do you have an encounter? I got Zippo on either, other than seeing them both in concert. That's it. I have seen them at NBA games, though. I have seen them there. I've seen them at NBA games. Last time I saw Jay was actually, I think, the weekend right before the shutdown. I want to say. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. But, yeah, that's the last time I ran into him after the game. Um, I do remember I had just missed him, but there was word in the street that they were at a Waffle House in Atlanta years ago when I lived down there. Oh, okay. And I missed them. Oh. But I still hung out at the Waffle House in case they came back. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. They never, they never, never did. They must yeah. like these, you know, early morning, late night, depending upon how you roll breakfast joints. Yeah. By the way, Team USA is about to lose a second game today. Come on, you're kidding. To who? Um, they're playing Australia today, I believe. Not good. Really? Not good. I know they're still missing guys who are playing in the finals, but not good is what I would say. Um, real quick, a couple of observations from the Dodgers this weekend. Number one, mm-hmm. and, and I know he's had this for a minute, um, but I was really honing in. On Friday night as I was watching the Dodgers lose to the Diamondbacks, which infuriated me because I was just like, bro, this team is on pace to win like 47 games. Like, how are you losing to this team? I know it's baseball and anybody can lose on a given night, but it was just infuriating for whatever reason. But what made me laugh and what didn't make me as furious was for whatever reason, I was focusing on Joe Kelly and his mustache. And I was thinking, like, who does he remind me of? And you know who he reminded me of? He reminded me of a kid I went to like junior high with in like seventh grade. His name was Frankie. And Frankie had, like, a full-grown mustache. But it was, like, wispy. But, you know, because I, I, in seventh grade, very few people had a mustache. But he had one. And I was always super jealous of Frankie, and the girls loved Frankie. But that's what Joe Kelly reminded me of, of, like, my seventh-grade friend who was, like, uh, had more hormones than the rest of us at the time. I, that mustache is very strange-looking. <laughs> I can appreciate what you're saying, though, about being a kid and – being in seventh grade, and there's like always one dude who was already way yes. hairy, had yeah. a full blown hairy chest, hairy yes. back, hairy legs, the whole deal. And yeah. I was like, I was like the prepubescent dude in the locker room. Like, I'm not, I'm not showering. Like, no way, man. That guy's got full body hair, man. I'm not doing that. No chance. So yeah, I see this mustache. It is, uh, it is a little. Um, it is a little seventh grade. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's very wispy. It's wispy, and it's like it's weird. LZ, did you have a Frankie growing up? I dated a Frankie, I think. It's never <laughs> official, but you yeah, know, we're hanging out more than other friends. Um, uh, yeah, we had a guy named Jesse Burns who was about six three. Damn, already, you know, had like was cut, right? And you know, it was like the only saving grace was that he couldn't ball, right? So it's like, oh wow, so, so he's the biggest dude and couldn't ball. Because it just sprung on him, apparently. Oh, I see. And it wasn't like, you know, like this was my destiny. It was Right, like, right. He was like Dennis Robin. Woke up one day and was like going, okay, now yeah. what? Right. Um, so it didn't hurt my self-esteem because at that time, you know, it was about ball. But if he could have balled too, oh, man, I would have needed therapy for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this, Greg. Why do Dodgers fans hate Josh Reddick, of all people, for so... Like, he was here five minutes. I know he was bad, and I know they were booing him the whole weekend. They always been, they've booed him forever. I know he went to the Astros the next year, and he basically said back then that he didn't, you know... He knew he was bad, but, he, you know, it was just like, hey, man, like, it is what it is. Like, I, I you know, I, we were a good team. I was bad. And, uh, you know, it, it just is what it is. Like, why why him? Like, why picking on him, of all people? Because he's a little whiny baby that just was... What? <laughs> he was whining. He always is. And it's just, when he did go over to the Astros, he basically turned completely and started ripping on the Dodger fans. So, of but course... But he got booed as a Dodger, too, didn't he? 
Uh, no, I mean he was he just didn't play very well at the beginning. He might have gotten booed a little bit, but because he was he came in supposing supposed to be you know the starting right fielder that was going to be really good and was great was really good for the A's. But when he came to the Dodgers, he just was terrible. Uh, I mean, it just took a little while for him to get comfortable. But then he starts whining over there, and he starts, and then he did the whole thing with the, you know. The Wait, cheating. no, he said he got nah. booed in his first nah. game. In 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 there would be. I, the I don't remember him getting did booed in his first game. Did he with a game. Clippers jersey on or something? Yeah, that's. I mean, there's got to be a reason. There was I can't no. Believe re- anybody he, even remembers him with the Dodgers? My goodness, did he do anything at all? But no. that's kind of my point. Is like you're booing that guy. Like he was here for two he's seconds. The, he's the one that talks the most. That's why he's one. He it's does him, talk a lot. Correa, and Altuve. They just yap he yap 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 yap. Talk a lot. Got to give the Dodgers credit, though. They finished the first half of the season really strong. I look at my Padres now trailing by six games. Hey, the Giants were still on fire. They swept this past weekend. Dodgers took two out of three, including that 22-run game on Saturday. And my Padres, between their pitching staff falling apart and the bats going silent, all of a sudden six games back, limping into the break. I, I, yeah, they did. That's for sure. That was an excellent recap, by the way. I feel Thank like you. those recaps should be sponsored if you're going to do something like that. So <laughs> like so formal. Um, yeah, it, it just was stuck out to me like they're still booing this dude like he was like he's not that's he's somewhat I don't want to say insignificant, but he wasn't a significant part of this team for very long. And he was I know I get he wasn't good, but I don't know. It just feels weird. Feels like you're punching down like LZ likes to say. He's very chirpy. Right. Very, very LZ- chirpy. But you don't think like you, you say you don't punch down, and it feels like the Dodger fans are punching down there. No, no. When it's a professional baseball player with a with a championship ring and millions and a long career, it's not punching down at that point. Okay. Fair if he was a minor leaguer or something, or someone who was struggling or didn't never had any success, then yeah. But he's had success, all and right. he's got a mouth. Yeah. Uh, all right. These guys are yelling at us to break. What is coming up next, Greg? That is so important that we nothing. Have to break. We got to go. Lakers talk. Well, Lakers That's, talk with Sliwa can wait a second. We're almost done It is a very important show. I get it, but he can wait a second. It's okay. I know he's double dipping and, you know, and all that, and we appreciate it. He's probably relax. happy for the extra 30 seconds we're eating up. Right. Exactly. Well, no, not him. He likes his time, I heard. I don't know. That's what Greg says. So blame Greg, Sliwa. Oh, talk about throwing he, under the bus. Jeez. He's I, the one that says he, you like your time and that you don't like our show. I mean, I made up that second part, but it sounds good. Anyway, <laughs> LZ, excellent work as always. All right, he's gone. Excellent work, Kaplan. LZ didn't even wait. <laughs> he was out of here. All right, him. he's gone too, I guess. Greg, Jesse, great job. Sliwa and Lakers Talk is up next. See ya.